example. You just have you talking to the mic there. Talking to the mic. All right. Um, you got your. Is that the we're good there? Yeah. You don't, we'll just we'll just be is talking. This casual. Yeah. Okay. Uh, hundred okay. absolutely okay. casual. Yeah. You know. Um, if I had a. Yeah, a nice little, a nice little, a nice little beverage. It, it would be nice. Right. Actually, I meant, I had meant to get you a bottle of something. Because when I did, I when I did, uh, 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 I guess a closing interview with Garth, and this was like just as like COVID was hitting when we were there, and and uh, I had known that Garth loves rum, and so I went and bought him a nice. Oh, I've I've heard some stories. Mm. I've I've heard from me. <laughs> no, no, that did, no, I, no, I, no, I did not break that seal. I'm telling you flat out right now. I, uh, I don't think you're inaccurate, but I did not break that seal. No, no, that was. Uh, let's just blame that one on refs. Okay. Because yep. you know that's that's a common a common denominator. Yeah. It's it still reminds me of, oof, one one year World League, or maybe it was Calgary. I can't remember, but uh, a bunch of it was. Maybe it was Calgary 2015, actually, and um, Canada had been playing Cuba. National championships were there, so we had all, you know, gone out afterwards. And both you and Terry made the exact same comment to Cam and I that night because we were all at the bar. And you, you both basically made, this, made the same comment. It's like, oh, God, I love the nights where we just get the entire volleyball community together. And then you looked at me and you were like, the nights that no one ever hears about. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that's, the best uh, stories are still untold. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Uh, you good to go? Good to go. All right. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Today we have a very special guest. I've come out all the way here to Hamilton. Uh, we're in the depths of the Ron Joyce Stadium at McMaster University to talk to the one, the only, one of the greatest of all time, not only when it comes to Canadian volleyball, U-sports volleyball, but definitely OUA volleyball, Mr. Dave Preston. Dave, thank you very much for having me. Um, I'm very excited to chat with you today. Um, it's been, it's like, uh, you know, it's been a long ride, not only for yourself, but I feel like I've gotten to know you uh, yeah. a, a little while, uh, a little for, for a while now, back since the days in like, what, 2008, where I sent you an email hoping to get recruited by you. And I mean, the only two schools that recruited me were McGill and RMC at the time. So I think that should tell you about Come where... No, actually, seriously, those are those are the only the only two schools that, that recruited me, and I think that should give you a kind of an idea of where of of where I was at. You recruited a couple of my teammates, Drymantha, Chris Back, back in the day. Uh, yeah, yeah, and those were some well are some amazing young men. So yes, I'll I'll lump you into that group too, though I'm, for, uh, for, for different for, reasons. Yeah, absolutely. We all we all have our strengths to leverage. Yeah. Well. Coach, um, it was announced a little bit earlier that this will be your, your final season here at McMaster. Mm. Um, such a storied run. You've brought this team to unparalleled heights. You've raised the level of not only the OUA, but also Canadian volleyball as a whole. Uh, so today I just wanted to kind of chat about that. You know, we're gearing up for what is your, it, you must, it feels like the infinity the times that you've been in the OUA championships, you're gearing up to play Windsor on the weekend and uh, go for the Forsyth Cup. And then you guys will be hosting uh, the national championships next week, which I love. I love it when McMaster hosts nationals. There's something special about the Burridge. Mm. It gets rocking. Yeah, it does. You guys, it gets loud in it here. Um, some of my favorite volleyball moments in terms of covering the sport have come 
in this gym uh, at national championships. So I'm excited to be a part of it, about it. But I, I think that it's going to be a bit of a bittersweet moment uh, for, for, for a lot of people, especially yourself. How, how do you sum up all of the years that, that you've done here at McMaster? How do you, you know? Oh, what a great question. Uh, first off, thanks for the high praise coming from you. That means a lot. Um, mm, I think I stand on the shoulders of the giants who came before me. Um, so, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take the accolades that, that you suggest, but the truth of the matter is that um, I think there is a lot more to it than, than perhaps a lot of people know, but um, yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I think the, the first word when you were describing it was joy. I think that's what I'll feel is joy. Um, and, uh, you know, yeah, we, we've been to the show a couple of times. We've yet to win one. Um, you, you, you don't get to pick your own ending that you just, it's sport. It, it comes with it, but I'm really proud of the way that a lot of our guys have learned how to be champions. And, um, and maybe it, that success hasn't always showed up in a gold medal around their neck on the, from the stuff on the court, but the people that they become off the court, the successes they've had in different arenas, um, the, the connections that we still have with the alumni that you mentioned previously and some other guys, I, you know, I think those are the, the real takeaways out of all this um, and, and watching people succeed. So I would say the first thing will be joy. Um, I'll always look back at my time at McMaster fondly. Um, the people that I've had the opportunity to work with, the athletes I've had the opportunity to, to, to train and, and uh, be a part of so many great people's lives, it's, it's, been, uh, it's been phenomenal. Could you have imagined when you when was when was your first year at McMaster? Two thousand and two. Two thousand and two. So it's been twenty plus years. This will be your twenty. This is your twenty first year. Yeah. Could you have imagined that, like being in this scenario, being in this setting, having worked yeah. with? Yeah. Yeah. That that's why I came here. Oh, okay. Um, and it wasn't completely my vision. Um, Trez Quigley, the athletic director who hired me, we shared that vision. We wanted to put McMaster men's volleyball on a national stage. And yeah, thank you. And, um, but again, I didn't do it alone. That's what I mean. Like the foundations that I was able to lay w in my early years here were because of the leadership that was, that was provided by her and, and our staff. And, and so, you know, the, the support has been tremendous. Um, so, you know, when I say I stand on the shoulders of the giants who came before me, I, I truly mean it. I, you know, like I wouldn't have been able to do a lot of what we do here if it weren't for the people who I was able to do it with. Um, and um, so, yeah, I, I'm I. You know, I, I appreciate what respect is given, but the reality of it is I know that it wasn't done alone. Um, so I had a little bit to do with it and, and I'm and I'm glad for that. But like the athletes who poured it out the blood, the sweat, the tears. Um, yeah, that, that was, that was what I'll remember the most, like that, that joy. So yeah, I, I did envision it coming in. I thought I could actually do it quicker. Oh really? Yeah. I thought I'm, I not, I thought we might be able to 
win a championship in like four years ish and see what we could do. It took us six, um, but it, I thought I, I was I was a little over aggressive. Um, but um, and then once we broke that seal, it it kind of rolled from there. Uh, and I think you know if we're able to break the national seal this year, I think you know once you learn how to do it, it becomes easier. I know you can ask Brock at Alberta and no longer been at Trinity, but once you know how to do it and the guys understand it, that legacy is a little easier to do. So it's been a little difficult for us to break that national seal. Uh, but I think once you do, it becomes perpetual. It's funny that you say that this was, this was the goal um, because when you look at it, like looking at it from, from the outside, it does seem that McMaster puts uh, a lot of importance and puts a lot behind men's volleyball, which isn't generally the case, you know, in, in North America, especially, you know, we know the realities of, of the NCAA. Uh, when you go on the OUA website, it's kind of viewed as like a second, not a second tier sport, but it's underneath football, basketball and hockey. Um, but it's always seemed that McMaster has always treated men's volleyball and volleyball in general with, with, with such high regard. Yeah, I, and I think, again, stemming back to 21 years ago, that was Trez's vision, right? She, she played for our national women's volleyball team. Um, and I know Tim Lukes has done an outstanding job with our women's team here. And so, you know, that was, that was always a steady. But um, at the time before I got here, the men's volleyball program was in a little bit of a down cycle. And she, that didn't sit well with her. And I remember the initial conversations that we had, and she's like, I, I want to put this in national prominence. And I said, we can do this. I said, you know, it's not going to be easy, but we can do this. All the foundations are here. And, um, and so, yeah, you know, that, that was the vision. We wanted to, to do just that. And, and then, um, you know, it's, it's, I've been fortunate that the legacy that players have left has continued on with the, the guys that are even currently here. Yeah, I mean, I think you guys have not only put it on the national scale, but it's truly international now, right? Like, in, in my view, um, and, you know, with, with, with our following, it's, it's quite international, especially with a few of the, the platforms that we work on. And people are aware, and in, in the same breath as, as the Trinity Westerns and the Albertas, like, people are aware of McMaster Volleyball and the athletes like, that come out of those programs. I mean, if we look at, like, what Stephen Marr has done, mm. I, no, one has, no one else has gone from playing youth sports to being a top 10 scorer in the Italian League. And it continues to do so, and he's having his his best season yet. So it's truly put you and you know everyone involved in this program has, has truly put McMaster and men's volleyball in Canada in general, not only on a national scale but but an international scale. Yeah, it's funny you mention that because uh, Stephen just had a great win over Modena yesterday. Yeah, well, it was um, it was it was a little, it was a little sketchy. At probably times. could have taken that in three, but should have probably he decided to give the yeah. fans the money's worth and drag it to five, but. Um, but yeah, you know, just those are the types of relationships that I think, you know, I still, I really value. And, you know, uh, Danny Demonianko getting married yep. this summer and, oh, you know, yeah. getting invited to the wedding and stuff. You're just like, man, that's, those are the cool moments for me. Mm -hmm. uh, I can't tell you what the scores were in those matches or any of that, but those relationships are, are really cool. And, and watching them succeed, those guys in particular and others, Jory yeah. still playing in Bundesliga. Yeah, and, and right? like, yeah. So like th those are cool from a sport perspective, but just a human perspective, um, you know, the, the other guys and what they're doing and, um, you know, Brandon Copper's being a dad now and, you know, th th those kind of things and him sending pictures of him and the baby to me and stuff. And those are cool moments. Everett, I, I'm not going to lie. Like, I don't know if I envisioned that 21 mm. years ago. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I, I think as a young coach, I was like, okay, we're going to win this, and I need a serving and machine, and I need and, this. Uh, yeah. and, then, and then you realize, you're like, man, this is a lot more about people than it is about products. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and then you get the right people here, and, and that's kind of, you know, that's kind of been some of the lessons along the way. Yeah, that's, as you name them, and I mean, I know so many of them, and I, I know of them, but it's, you know, like Matt Passland has been having a great year yeah. in, 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 in yeah. Sweden, yeah. and it yeah. just it just kind of goes on and on and yeah. it's it's uh you're, you're right though you don't really kind of you don't think about all those intangible things mm -hmm. is what makes it so mm -hmm. so special and, and you important. know just a guy like pete Korkevich, who's you know working now for you know he's in a in a medical field and a guy like dan smedley who's the cfo of astrazeneca and like you know they don't play volleyball anymore but the quality of human beings and the things they're doing to change the world are just it's 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 absolutely incredible. Matush Ladarsky right now, I, mm -hmm. he's working with uh, our our uh, faculty of um, biomedical engineering, I believe, and they're they just had something published um, about trying to find out what the next pandemic is going to be and trying to solve. I'm like, that is just so unreal to me. Um, and those things I didn't expect, but the level of success that these guys can have when they figure out what it takes to be successful. How do you help them balance that between the success on the court and the success, success off the court? Because it's clear that McMaster is a very, like, it's, it's, it, it takes a lot to come here. Yeah. You know, it's a very strenuous ac true. academic facility. Very true. You know, it, you, know, you don't just let anyone in. Nope. Um, let's just say that there's not really any slogans <laughs> about, about McMaster in, 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 in that way as, as some other mm -hmm. schools do. Um, so how do you balance that with the success on the court and everything that requires to be a top three program in the country now for a decade plus and you know you're also producing top level human beings who have who are having the impact on the world outside of, of the volleyball court yeah I, well i think it comes down to two things one i think each individual case is its own uh entity right so we have to treat everybody you know in in the in their in the manner in which they need um, so I think sometimes, you know, when you talk about fairness and equity and, um, in my opinion, that doesn't necessarily mean that everybody gets the same thing, but that everybody gets what they need. So some guys, uh, like if you looked at our practice schedule, um, save for reading week, there isn't a week that goes by that somebody doesn't miss a training session. Mm. So like, that's just the academic reality at McMaster yeah. is that they, they're, they're going to miss a practice or they're going to be late or they're going to, and so you have to accommodate for that. Okay, well, what do you do? Well, you have to basically beef up your roster, right? We need other people here. So our roster is probably a little bit bigger than it should be. But that's what we need to deal with the circumstances that we need to be successful here at McMaster. So I think dealing it on an individual level is 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 probably one of the, the most important things. And then I think after that, it just comes down to principles. Um, and the four principles that we we live off of here are honesty, integrity, respect, and excellence. And excellence isn't a sometimes thing. You can't say, oh, I'm going to be an excellent athlete, but I'm going to kick away my school. That's not how excellence works. Uh, now, excellence doesn't necessarily need to be defined as being an academic All-Canadian, right? Some people's excellence are, you know, as a student, I, I can, I, I'll, I'll tell you this flat out. I, I wasn't a, mm -hmm. I wasn't a summa cum laude. Or, me neither, trust yeah, me. I, I was, uh... <laughs> C's get degrees, right? So, um, so I have tremendous respect for the people who can do that. Uh, 
but I also have a tremendous understanding that excellence is for some guys just making sure that you know they can get their degree and and that's that is their reality so um, I think trying to hold everybody to a a standard is a mistake I think holding everybody to their standard is the right thing to do here Um, so when you, you you talk about having a larger roster than than the typical, um, and I've noticed that in the past, and like one guy who comes to mind is Sir Karimi. Yeah. Um, you know who I remember coaching against him in club, and he yeah. was kind of a coming off the bench guy in club, and yeah. you know I don't think Sear ever had the idea of, and it's not something I've, I've ever discussed with him, um, but it's I don't think he ever had the idea of coming in and being a starter or anything like that. But yet it seemed just from the outside that he had was someone that always had an impact on the program do you oh, huge do you when you're when you're looking at bringing people in the program whether it's through, through recruiting or walk-ons or whatever it may be are you looking to fill holes not only on the court but within the the squad more so like as like an organization than just you know as as like you know preferably like primarily like a, um a, a team that that plays yeah i i think that's situational too everett i think um there's sometimes you're just like, look, we need an outside hitter. We, yeah. we got to, like, who's the best passer in the country? We have to go find this person. And, um, and then there's other points where you're just like, you know what, that person has tremendous character. I don't really know where, I don't know where they're going to fit, but I know they're going to fit. Um, they're going to fit in the team room, and they're going to make your team room better, and uh, they're going to make your, your meetings better, and they're going to make your communication better. And so... I, I think that there's situations when you're recruiting that it's really important that, you know, you get, in my opinion, you get the character first, right? Because you, you said it yourself, this place isn't for everybody. Like there's a certain level of understanding academically and athletically of what we want to do here. And it, it, you know, some people just can't or don't want to handle that. So I think we need to do our homework on the front end of that and make sure we get the right people. Um, and then there's other people where you're like, you know what, like, Sear, I, you know, I don't know if you're ever going to play at whatever level, but he's got championship character. And we knew that, um, you know, his recruiting story is here was very well known. He came up to me in camp and walked up and said, I'm going to play for you one day. And I said, that's awesome. <laughs> and, it, you know, he as he was walking back underneath the net away from me at camp I'm without like, having to duck yeah I'm like okay I, I'd love to see that and then he came at a high school game again when he was playing for Rick Hansen and said coach I just want you to know I wasn't kidding I, I you know I'm working on the marks to get there and I said you get the marks to get into Mac you got a spot in our team and in his grade 12 year he showed up in my office took the bus in from Mississauga showed up in my office slid a transcript across the table and said, I got the marks to get in. And I slid it right back to him and said, you got a locker in our room. And it was a pretty cool moment. Um, so little things like that, Mm -hmm. again, great stories, um, and great people. Yeah. And it's especially like for, for this age of, of individual, right? Like it's so important to, to have that, that experience and that, that cohesive family. Yeah. And that's one thing I've always noticed is that there's, you know, I I do think that every team to a certain extent is, is a family and Mm. you, you have to be right. Whether, you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it's a little dysfunctional, but it's always seemed to me, you know, especially from the amount of alumni that come back 
and every and, and and everything like that. You know, you you come to matches here, and there's always people who are who are up in the beer, you know, the beer gardens, yeah. and you know, they're 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 sharing stories. But it does seem that like the quality of the family that you've created here yeah. is maybe has what is is one of the leading factors that led to all the success on the court as well. Yeah, I I, I appreciate you saying that. In fact, um, two of our our biggest supporters who I just had a word with before Saturday's match said the same thing. They said. It appears from the outside that all your players are just great gentlemen, and that that like those that that means a lot to me. I I don't know. Obviously, winning championships is really important, but if we had to reverse those things, I'm not sure I would give that up. I'm glad. I think we can do both, mm-hmm. but uh, I you know I'm I'm really glad that people see it that way because it's been you know out of respect for the people who came before us that's how we want to honor that we want to leave it a little bit better than that than we found it so um yeah those characteristics that are observed uh, mean a lot to me how much is that uh you know the people that that are around you not only the players but also the the staff that you have around you if you look at you know, I think about some of the, the coaches that you've worked with over the years. Mm-hmm. And if you look at your bench now, you've got Steve Brinkman, former yeah. national team player. Uh, I'm not going to say anything about Ian because we don't need to get his ego to be any bigger as, as it is. Uh, you know, Pete Aglitis, who's, mm-hmm. who's been, been there. How important is it for you to have a staff around you that you, you know and you respect and you trust and that, you know, can challenge you in some ways? Yeah, I think that their last point is probably the best one. Um, you know, Steve Brinkman lives in London. He, he travels in from London for training and, and for matches. So for him to continue to want to be involved and to contribute the way he has, I think is awesome. But, you know, he's also a guy who's going to tell me like, look, this ain't working. Like we, you know, this, this, you, you got, you got to take care of this and, or we got to take care of it. not necessarily my responsibility, but ours. And, and, and just his unique perspective on it of, you know, seeing it from a player of 17 years on the national team and, having done everything that all these guys or most of these guys aspire to do uh, just gives a little bit additional credibility in the gym. And men, many people don't know it about Peter Gletis, but he was one of the most talented setters ever in Canada. Like he was incredible um, uh, in the, you know, his youth ages and, and into university. Like I, I, as a, as a player and as a, a friend, I used to watch him and marvel at, what he could do with a volleyball and, and, and the sets that he could make. And so his ability and to see the game uh, again in, in that light is tremendous. Um, but yeah, you know, let's go back is, you know, James Bradley, who was my first assistant coach here and then went on to do some pretty cool things at Mohawk and, um, you know, Dave McAllister and Mike Russell and Drew Donaldson. And like, it's just, I, I could go on and on. Steve Pavelchuk, uh, like they're, they're just some really good quality people who wanted to find a way to contribute here. And it, it's been pretty cool. So yeah, I'm going to leave the position at the end of the year, but those relationships I get to take with me, that's a pretty cool thing. So, um, yeah. And then, you know, obviously you mentioned Ian and, uh, you know, we've been trying to do some neat things for the last couple of years here when we decided to team up. So, um, yeah, COVID threw a little bit of a wrench into that for us, but uh, we're going to get it one more shot this year. Yeah, I mean, oh, we don't really need to get into the cold COVID thing because, I mean, we were both, when everything shut down, we were both in, in, in Winnipeg. I remember Brinks was the first one to actually like lean over and tell me, as he's just like, no one knows this yet, but uh, they just canceled the tournament. 
And I was just like, oh, man. And just you could just see it as Garth was oh. giving his, his final speech. And uh, that was that was killer. It put, yeah. put, put such a wrench in so yeah. much that, that so many been people people have been building for years. And, and it happened so fast. So I remember fast. that day that it was... Right, it started with the NHL shutting down, and then yeah, the they NBA, shut, yeah. shut the NBA down. And by the end of the day, we went from that morning. Sorry, I don't want to side digress here, but we went from that morning doing our past serve. We're like, okay, guys, wash all your hands because that's the that's the message. And we went to our past serve, and by the end of that day, we were on a plane home. Like yeah. it, it it happened that fast. Oh, I, I I was like I woke up that morning and I flew into Winnipeg that day. Mm-hmm. I remember calling people and they're like, yeah, no, it's it's still happening. Don't worry, um, you know. And then at a, at a certain point, they're like, okay, we're not letting fans in. Yeah. And then so I was like messaging people, being like, hey, can I still come in as a media? Like I'll do interviews with like gloves and like a mask on. I don't really care. And it just it just moved so yeah, quickly. It was so fast. So, so yeah. I felt so bad for those young men, especially the graduating seniors. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm glad that's behind us. Yeah. Th- thank goodness. And now we get to have a proper national championships because even last year, you know, there wasn't there wasn't fans yeah. At, yeah. At, at that. So yeah. it's, it's nice to be able to 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 have a proper give you a there'll proper be a couple up. fans in the birch. Yeah, I, th- I think there, I think there'll be one of one or two. I think especially that Friday night game might be. Yeah. Uh, might well, be a little. We had twelve, thirteen hundred in there for this OUA semifinal. On oh, Saturday. really? So, yeah, it was pretty packed. Oh, that's that's awesome. And like, oh, man, like as as I said, the Burridge is some. It's a it's a as an opposing player, and I've or not a player, but a coach. I've talked to other coaches, and they they all say that it's such a a tough place to play. And I mean, you guys have beaten Ohio State here. You've beaten Long Beach here. You've you've had won you know how many OUA championships in a row? Um, six. If I maybe yeah, yeah. So, so, something like that. Um, I it's, don't really count that stuff. Yeah, that's, that's some fair. somebody does, not me. Yeah, it's always just about the next year and <laughs> and, and, and the what next point. Then yeah, exactly the next point. But I, I've I've there's been times here where you know even wearing headphones on the broadcast yeah. you kind of have to yell to each other because you can't hear if you're up at the the top and it's just it's really hot. And I'd be I like, think the I? loudest I've ever heard it was that Montreal match in the first round. <laughs> What was that 2018? 2018? Yeah, yeah, 2018, and I remember in a timeout, were we down two nothing? Or yeah, we, I, I know, game, I know, it went, five. went to five. I remember that. Yeah, I uh, can't remember the details. That shows you where my head's at. But uh, the reality is, I do remember being in a timeout and trying to get a couple things across to some guys, and they're like, "I can't hear you," mm-hmm. and I'm we're this close, yeah. and I'm like, "Okay, I'll write it on the board." And I, that's, so it was at that moment where I knew I had to have that clipboard and we weren't just talking about it. I had to have it. And, uh, so I had to write it on the board and tap the guys and show them and tap the guy and show them cause you could not hear yourself in the timeout. That so. it was that match. And then also, I don't want to bring up a bad memory, but the first set of the national final in 2016 uh, against Trinity, Trinity yeah. that was, yeah. that was, uh, incredible um so yeah it was it was something else now it's been a really good place to play yeah it's you know and it's we got one more we'll go at it both with with this weekend against windsor real quick though have i don't think you guys have ever played windsor not this year in a no not at all eh not no not this year we haven't played them all that's yeah the schedule maker missed that one on there but yeah that's that's been that's been an interesting (laughs) discussion (laughs) within the oua this year that that strength of schedule through through it all but I'm expecting that to be a good one. And well, I'm, we went in, we were in a quarterfinal last year, and it went five. Yeah. All right. So 
I was, uh, uh, yeah, we're, we're well aware of how Windsor, how well they're coached and uh, the kind of level that they can play. Well, like that's, you know, Windsor is a team that, you know, has built themselves up so well over the, over the past number of years. No, James Gravel's um, unbelievable. I had a chance to work with him in Fishu's in 19 with him and Grant Wilson from Brandon and you know, working with those two is one of the highlights of my career. Wow. Uh, they're, they're really, really good coaches. Yeah. But, you know, you, in a way, like you've created that environment to like create that growth from other coaches, right? Your excellence has, has created that, that environment that, you know, I I'm, mean, I, I'm not sure I agree 100%. Uh, that's what, I, that's what I'm going to say here because, you know. <laughs> I, I think they had a lot to do with it themselves. And I think, you know, uh, the quality of volleyball in OUA has gone up for sure. Um, I think the record speaks for itself. I think it still has a long way to go. Mm-hmm. I think the equality of full scholarships is going to should and needs to play a big part of that. Um, I'm not sure everybody understands that that the playing field's just not equal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the talent drain out of Ontario, both men's and more importantly, probably women's into the NCAA. Um, like if, if the powers that be that could ever come to the realization to offer a full scholarship and not that money is the, the biggest, impo- you know, the biggest component to success, but you know, the value that those kids derive from, from, a full scholarship is pretty important, and I know the parents are are of that mindset as well. So I, I do think that the level has definitely gone up. I think we have great coaches in the OUA. Um, you know, the, the league play is getting tougher. You've got to you've got to show up every week, and uh, sometimes maybe in the past that wasn't the case, but that's no longer the case now. Yeah, I mean, you know, talking about the giving a being able to give a full full scholarship when you look at like to me, men's volleyball in Canada and youth sports might be the best product we have, right? When you look at... It's arguable for sure, yeah. Well, when you look at how, um, how much impact youth sports volleyball has on the national team 100%. at the Olympic level. Like yep. When you look at 20, 2021, you look at 2016. Yep. Like 2021, there's one athlete on that team who didn't go to a youth sports program, and that's Shawan, who just went straight to the national team. Yep. Every single other and athlete... Nick Hogue. And Nick Hogue. Yeah. But even even then, he played a year in the CCAA yep. at, at for for Sherbrooke, yep. right? So uh, every other every other athlete, like you know, there's I don't they think they came through that system for sure. Yeah, yep. there's there's no other sport for the Cana- within the Canadian Olympic Committee that yep. can look at their athletes and be like these athletes are 100 percent like born and bred, like they're they're grown yep. here in Canada and yep. they're they're grown within that. You know, as as great as U Sport basketball has has gotten, you know. If if they get to happen to qualify for Paris, that's going to be all NCAA guys. Yeah. You know the Scrub Brothers aren't going to be make, making that team. So if we had the ability to, you know, you keep those players in Canada on the women's mm-hmm. side, but especially on the men's side too. You know, we've got Justin Louis who's who's down, and yeah. I mean he did go to Stanford, he so did, that's yeah. a, a different. But there, there's a classic example. Not I don't want to take anything away from Stanford academically, but there's another classic example of a talent drain mm-hmm. for a young man who could have had an opportunity to stay here if they were able to perhaps offer him yeah. what you know what yeah. Stanford did. So um, I, I, we don't need to get into the finances of all that, but I do think that the scholarship situation in, in Ontario will definitely influence that moving forward uh, if it ever gets leveraged that way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Daniil Hirsonovich, who's yep. one of the, yep. the top talents coming out of Ontario this year, he'll be down to, at Long Beach next year. So, yep. I mean, if that... that um, that link between those two schools happened. We'll be mm-hmm. seeing him at the Burridge just, you know, in a, in a, in a different jersey. So that's, yeah. uh, that's And I think it's even probably 
more prominent on the women's side oh, and has been for a long Absolutely. time. Yeah. Right. So, um, but yeah, th- th- those are, uh, those are some of the parts of the conversation, but I do think that OUA volleyball is, is definitely, you know, a big thing for me is leaving things better than they found it, than, than I found it. And I think when I came into the league, I think the quality of the product right now is better than I found it. At least I can say that for McMaster volleyball, you know, I, I, I there is a sense of pride when you're, coaching in that gym and you see all the people there and you see the level that we're playing at and I'm like that's pretty cool this is this is what I envisioned I always aspired to run a program that I would have loved to play for as an athlete you know what I mean like if you're going to do something you love you might as well do it in front of the people who love you right and so to be able to play in front of those fans and that crowd and that environment and so yeah I've always tried to you know design the program of as an athlete, I would have loved to have played in that environment. Yeah, and once again, Burge is yeah. is, is something it's cool, else. Eh? Oh, it is. Yeah. It, it is cool. DJ Jukebox, man, he I miss, gets it. He I gets mi- that thing pumped up. I miss when he was up on the back wall know, there in, was in cool. his little in his little yeah. box. Yeah, it just like I re- I remember maybe it was 2016, maybe even before that. You know, at OUA championships and stuff like that, just sitting there in the crowd and yeah. just as warm-ups are happening and guys are bouncing balls and he's and his there. equipment's taking a beating that's why he had to move up oh really oh yeah his equipment i think his equipment got smashed way too many times he's like man i can't afford to do this anymore so yeah, it's, yeah they got him out of the out of the splash zone and uh up into the bird's nest up there but uh his impact is as great as ever so i'm re- that's that's one of the really cool things that, i remember when he he got moved upstairs like a rich andrew richards it was it was during his time and he's saying he's like man it's just so weird it's yeah. so weird not having him there and you know like i on one side i mean he's still here he's just yeah. upstairs yeah. you know he's he's just a, a story a i just up. have to look a little harder to find him yeah when he throws that country music song on and points down at me i'm like hey. <laughs> is that like your walk-up oh, song yeah. <laughs> what's what's your go-to like oh i got a couple uh Probably, uh, if we're going like straight old school, it's probably like John Denford Country Roads. Okay. Oh, um, but the old uh, Jason Aldean, you know, that kind of stuff. And uh, it's, the, the it's funny that you say that because whenever, like, whenever I think of you off the court, I think about you at Madawaska. Oh, yeah. And you're like just a gray McMaster volleyball t shirt with that beat up straw hat you always wear. Just, and you know, I always say that there's there's two types there's two Daves that I know. There's the Dave on the court during championship time, where you know it's sometimes I walk in it's just a curt little nod and it's just like yep okay he's in game mode. And then there's Madawaska Dave in the summertime where you know you were happy to talk to every kid and and discuss volleyball and you know I know I, I could do this for hours man yeah. like just chatting and stuff and. I, you're absolutely right. I think there's probably more than two days if you ask my family. <laughs> <laughs> depending, depending on if you've and you know, and it. it's it's ironic enough. I'm not going to get into detail, but um, there's a, a couple personality studies out there, and I I was equal across the board in all four components, and they see that as a perceived strength, and it can be, but it's also a challenge for people who have to deal with me because they don't know which Dave they're going to get, right? Because you're right, uh, I could be in game mode, and I'm right on it and then i'm in social mode and i'm right on it um and so yeah it, it's a little challenging because for me i know where i'm at but not everybody else does so uh, i know i'm not an easy guy to deal with um 
I get that. Uh, there's three young ladies in my house, my wife being one of them who get that even more than I do. Um, but they've, you know, they've made me realize that, but I do think that it's, it is a pretty decent strength for me that I can be functional or successful in a, in a variety of different scenarios. But I do know that it's, it's not the first time that it's been pointed out to me of like, man, you're not that guy that was just here a couple hours ago. And I, I get that. So, uh, does that, is that ever come up with the, you know, new recruits, you know, they come in in the summertime. Oh they, yeah. All they, the time. They, they see you. Like this ain't recruiting Dave anymore. <laughs> <laughs> go, yeah, yeah. And then, then once the season gets into play like, Oh wow. I wasn't, yeah. uh, yeah, I so wasn't it, expecting this. Yeah. We just took this up a notch. Um, so yeah, I think, uh, yeah. And I think, you know, some of the younger guys or some of the newer guys or even guys who don't know me as much. Um, it, it's, you know, they get a little taken aback by it on occasion. Um, but I think the more time you spend around me, I think you kind of understand a little bit better of, I think it always comes from a decent place. Um, it's just sometimes I get a little competitive and, uh, and that can be a good thing when you're trying to win championships. Um, but you have, I think there's points where you know you also have to humanize that, right? And understand who you're dealing with. Now you mentioned your family. How important for you has been able, that you've been able to share it with your family yeah. you know I don't I don't remember ever a time when I've come to a McMaster game and I haven't seen your wife and daughters yeah. in, in the crowd you know and I, I've, I've seen them come in before a game and they all come and give you you know a hug and a kiss and they, they wish you the best of luck and they're always the first ones there after after yeah. a match too so how important is that to be able to share that with you know your, your closest family around you um it it's it's not important it is the important like it, it, yeah. it, it like it it, it is the reason they're my why right like my family is my why and this is my career but I do this because of my family and um and so for for that like it's immeasurable um the the, the hug kiss thing was kind of funny because it didn't even start with me uh there was a football player here uh, his name was Jesse Lumsden yeah, he, he was pretty good that's a, that's a name people know eh? yeah. <laughs> he, he's, he's all right um, and has gone on to his, you know, Olympic bobsled career and now really successful in the business arena. And, um, it started with my oldest daughter, Grace. Um, Jesse would, when they, the old stadium here, we would find our way back underneath the stands just outside of their team room. And, uh, Grace was his good luck charm. Really? And, yeah. And so he would make sure that he was the last one out of the team room. Um, and then lift up his helmet on his way out to the, field and grace would give him a little kiss just on the cheek and then he would put his helmet down and i think perhaps maybe it gave him perspective as a young student athlete or i don't know what the connection was but my wife was a physiotherapist at the time and treated some of the football guys and that's kind of where it it fostered it from and then that kind of good luck scenario just kind of carried on and then it carried on with me as a coach and it was kind of cool um wow. so I would love to take ownership and credit for that, but the truth of the matter is it was Jesse who kind of started that. It's and, always and those football guys. Yeah, eh? <laughs> but you know what? It was just a really cool memory, and at the time that was just like that's the kind of environment that McMaster is. Like you're just like, okay, that's, that's how it rolls here. Yeah. Greg Marshall was a coach at the time, and, yeah, so it, was, it, was, it was pretty cool. So, and then, yeah, it, it has been – a pretty important thing to me that I've been able to share this with my family. As I say, they're, they're my why. So they're, they're so involved into the fabric of what I do 
um, I, I just, I can't imagine it any other way. Yeah. Wow. That's, it's that family feels not, to, it just permeates the walls here. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. That's, that's really special. I'll, I'll miss that for sure. Right. Um, but again, I get, to, I get to carry those relationships out with us. Like even when Jesse was in the Olympics, we, we had his bracelets and mm. sent him a couple pictures when he was overseas just to, Hey, we're, we're thinking about your brother and you know, kind of stuff. So it's, it's, it has carried over. That's that's special. Now, before we we look at like kind of what's what's to come, was it a tough decision to to decide to you know m- move on from McMaster? Was that something that you mm. d- deliberated with for for a while? Or? Um, no, they, they were separate decisions. They, it wasn't one decision. Um, so uh, when the Australia opportunity came up, I thought we were going to be able to do it part-time yeah. and um and it you know I, I i think realistically looking at what's ahead part-time isn't going to do that you, you don't become an olympian in a part-time fashion um so looking back at it yeah there's you know some changes that need to be made but i think this year um my intention even into January um, was to stay. I, I I really. So it's it's that been that recent. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And um, yeah, because you know we we were recruiting Ian and I were recruiting for this next coming season, and we got asked a number of times because of the previous Australia connection, of you know well what's your plan? Are you going to be there? And with a, a a very sincere heart, my answer was always, this is where I want to be, and. Um, and then, you know, uh, January, I, I turned 55 in November and I got some information about pensions and all that kind of stuff. And that was in the back of my mind. And and then I was just like, you know what, um, I, it's time. It's time for me to turn a page. And, um, and so that happened in mid-January. And then the Australia full-time thing got taken care of after that. So, okay. um, so they, they were separate decisions. It wasn't a, I'll go there and leave here. It was a, no, I'm done here. And then Australia, uh, was, was made after that. So was that, you know, with, without, you know, talking about Australia, was that to kind of take that next step and further your career? And in, in that's always been in the back of my mind. Yeah. Um, even when I got here in 2002, I was still working with Team Canada. Yeah, yeah. So um, that, that story is about my oldest daughter as well. So I was with Team Canada in 97 to 2004 and got hired here in 2002. So Western and Mac bridged that gap collegiately. Um, so in 2004, at the Olympic qualifications in Japan, uh, we lost, and that story's well-known as well. And I was pretty devastated with having put seven years of work into that national team program and come up short on two Olympic berths. Um, and so all I could think about coming home and seeing my daughter who was less than a year old. And uh, when I got back to the Toronto airport, she played strange with me. She didn't know who I was. Oh, no. And I pretty much wrote my resignation letter to Team Canada in a truck on the way home and just said, look, somebody else can do that job, but nobody else is going to raise my child. And so that was the deciding factor of me stepping down in 2004 after that cycle. I stayed involved a little bit. Uh, 11 and 12, I coached the junior team. Yep. And, um, and then I was going to get, and, and that, you know, 
Same thing happened. Uh, I was in Turkey in, in August at World Championships, and uh, I was singing happy birthday to my kids on Skype. On a, I'm like, what am I doing? I said I wasn't going to do this, and now here I am again. And so, um, and then when the Australian thing came up, it's so it's always kind of been in the back of my mind that that Olympic dream has been permeating. And, uh, and when this opportunity came up, my youngest at the time, who was only 16, said, Dad, you've been talking about this your whole life. You're running out of chances. You, you, you may want to jump at this one. And, uh, and so we had a serious sit down with the family and said, look, if I'm going to do this, there's going to be some change. Like, I'm going to be away a lot more. And they're like, yeah, we get it. We're good. We're not, we're not six anymore. So, so it was really my youngest who kind of convinced me to like, go do this. And, uh, and obviously with the blessing of my wife and, and my family, I was able to kind of pursue that opportunity. Wow. That's, uh, that's crazy that you just, you know, decided to step away. Not crazy. It makes perfect sense, but yeah. that's, that's a, that's a long journey from, from then till now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And 20 years of, cause I was coaching team Canada uh, my first year here, I had to go back and forth cause we were still trying to qualify for mm. 2004 Olympics. And so I was away a bit and Trez made accommodations to make sure that things could run when I wasn't here. And it, you know, it, it was a good working environment. We got, we had things right. And, and I was still trying to lay the foundations here. And so, um, and so, you know, we, we thought we might be able to do something similar, but, um, it just wasn't in the cards and we'll, yeah, we'll turn the page now you know we're turning the page now you last year was your first year with 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 Australia and obviously it was it was it was clearly a bit of a tough go mm-hmm. um just the roster not quite there yet uh unfortunately you guys got relegated out of out of out of the yeah, BNL, which is which is not an easy go but now you know you have that ability to to know that you're the full-time guy and that it's you going to be pushing forward um is it similar to what you've built here in, 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 in some ways, are you able to take how you've built this program and move it to the national team setting in Australia? Yeah, I think foundationally, Everett, I think you're bang on there. That's, I think, part of the reason why we thought that it might be a fit for me there um, is that I know we can build something pretty cool. Um, and, uh, and they've got tremendous history in volleyball, like mm-hmm. the, the, yeah. the number of athletes and and uh, the importance of sport in that country is unreal. Uh, so I'm honored to be a, uh, you know, involved in that. And then, again, you know, I'd, st- I'd stand on the shoulders of the giants that came before me. All, the, co- the level of coaching that has gone through that program, uh, there's some really, really good foundation there. Mark so, Lebedew. Mark yeah. Lebedew, yeah. yeah. Uh, Roberto Santilli. Yeah. Like he, like yeah. they're, they're, we, we could go on and on. It's Stelio Duraco. Like, we can go back as far as we want. But uh, the reality of it is... Um, you know, my job is twofold right now. It's looking at a, a 10-year scope, or now, now nine, uh, but when I got hired, a 10-year scope leading to the 2032 Olympics in Brisbane wow. and laying the foundations for that program as well as deal with the current roster and trying to make sure that our world ranking is high enough that we can qualify and play the level of matches that leaves legacy for the young men who are going to be on that roster in 32. So... At some point, those are going to join, and those visions will come together. But right now, they're really separate things. And so, 
uh, my experience here of laying foundations and working with that young group. And because I'm really focusing on, you know, kind of 16 to 18, 19 year olds right now who will be 26 to 29 in 32. Right. So it's dealing with this level of athlete as well as the current Luke Perry's and you know Arashes and and yeah. those guys that say okay we need to be really good or as good as we can be now, and still focus on the development component, and so yeah it's it's a it's a twofold project, uh, really really love it the people are amazing the work ethic is unreal the facilities are awesome it's it's just really exciting to to walk into that environment. And yeah, we got a lot of work in front of us. Um, you know, the story is known. We we got relegated, but um, I, I don't think that that's going to be the uh, the way forward for us. It's just what we're dealing with right now, and we're going to make it better. Oh, so I didn't I didn't realize that it's a ten year thing where you're looking at. Possibly, yeah. So my know. my contract currently will go to the end of of uh, L.A. to 28, and then we'll reassess things. Hey, if I haven't done my job by then, then of it's course, yeah. time to bring somebody else in. But I think the the plan moving forward right now is this is a five year deal and let's make sure that we get this right to make sure that by LA we're on track. Yeah. Or not by LA. By LA it'll be the the cornerstone or the milestone of mm-hmm. that we're on track. And it's you know Australia obviously there's there's so many similarities with with Canada in yeah. terms of culturally mm-hmm. um you know and and they especially within volleyball like they don't have a professional league like nope. like like we do here I'm um, not obviously I'm not quite sure of what their development system is I know on discord we've got a few Aussies who who kind of kind of let us know but uh you know there's there's a lot of similarities and you know they they definitely you know, they went to what was it, 2012? They went to the Olympics. And I believe that yeah. was it. Yeah, they yeah. they qualified. Yeah. They qualified for for in, London. In London, yeah. They've they've had some f- fantastic players come out of that that program. Quite mm-hmm. a few of them who have competed yeah. here in U Sports as Absolutely. well too. Paul yeah. Sanderson. Yep. Uh, and and others, James Weir, who's who's still currently on yeah. on the on the national team. You yep. know, you talk about Grant Wilson and yep. he, a product. Uh, He's a bobcat. Uh, yeah, a yep. good old bob bobcat boy. But um, you know, who's who's that kid? Uh, the 18-year-old who was on the roster this year. Uh, I believe you're talking about Lorenzo Pope. Yeah, but he's not 18. But no, yeah, okay. Yeah, he's I, a, yeah. He's but, but he's he's kind of one of that that next upping up and coming guy. He's a man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Lorenzo's a man. So yeah, yeah he's uh, he's at Modena right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, he's been battling some injury in our VCC uh, match against uh, Korea. He uh, experienced an injury. Him and another player collided and. So he's kind of been nursing through that, maybe a little bit uh, more time than uh, than we thought. But uh, yeah, Lorenzo's uh, he, he's fun to watch play, man. He's yeah. uh, he, he's he's uh, he's an up and comer for sure. And Arash has been having a, a a pretty good season. He just recently went to Biesco Biala, yeah, playing with uh, yeah. Dalton Sanoski out there. Yeah. I mean, yep. he's he's really helped them push and to not get relegated out, out in Poland. So. Yeah, I'm not sure where that one's going to land, but yeah. uh, I know Rash will do everything he can to try they, and reverse that. They've, he's definitely had like an impact watching some of their games. Like they're yeah. they're competitive now. Yeah, they took a set off a good dance. Yeah, a couple of days ago. But so. it's a uh, it's a, it's a big chasm that mm-hmm. they have to catch up to. Yeah. I think it's Radom who's who's in front of them. But yeah. uh, you know, when you look at that, you know the the AVC, the Asian continent, like it's it's a tough w- uh, area oh, to yeah. play in. With you know Korea and Japan and Iran and China, you know, China, uh, India recently beat Japan and qualified for a, um, a junior world championship. They're hosting the club world championships next year. You know they got a billion people in that country, and if they start getting on to volleyball, 
that that might get that prime league is going right now too right oh so, yeah, yeah yeah just finished the this this past and it's i love it yeah. I, I i personally love it yeah. and everything that they're, they're putting up behind it um it's is that something that that you're aware of and and oh. weird yeah yeah very evident yeah. of the level of competitiveness within the conference and and um and one one of the challenges for australia is that we're so removed from it right like mm-hmm. we're we're on fair flight from our closest competitor so uh, we're going to have to look at how we do things right and and uh, and where we train so we can get some matches and uh, we you know all that stuff has to go on the table but it all requires resources so we have to make sure that you know what the plan is you can put it all on paper but how do you finance it all and then how do you move it forward and so yeah, we're, we're we're looking at all those things right now. But uh, yeah, it, it's it's good because you know you go to the the Asian Championships or the Asian Cup or this year the Asian Challenger, and you got to bring your A game. And so you know it's it's uh, it's it's going to be important. And now with the way the world rankings are structured, every match every in match. is yeah. it's consequential, right? So if you're playing an event that there's ranking points on the line, everything is consequential. And so, you know, if they're going to this year with Olympic qualifications being solely ranked on or solely based on ranking points, Mm -hmm. that's changed the game. Right. So it's you you don't just have to win your conference. You got to you every match is of consequence. And, you know, we lived that in VNL last year. Right. So, yeah, Yeah, it's it's I'm not sure how I feel about I, I, I like the idea that putting importance on every single match. But I mean, if you look at Cuba, for example, they beat up on Puerto Rico and Mexico in our B team in Qatar last summer and yet climbed the rankings, whereas we had to play VNL. And, uh, you know, it, it, I think I think we're going to need another show to debate that. Yeah, they're, they're uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure we're going to be able to get all that in here. But yeah. the reality of it is, uh, you know, you got to play the game until you're in a position to change the rules of it. And so this is the way it works. And we got to deal with it. So, you know, we can sit here and debate it, but my reality is we got to win matches because that's the only way we improve our world ranking to qualify for world championships and then consequently qualify for Olympics. So um, it's just, you know, you can debate the merits of it and how it works and whether the formula is right and neither here nor there. Bottom line is you win matches. Mm -hmm. Now, you talked about how important it is for you to be working with those those that group of like 16 to 19 year olds right Mm -hmm. now. Is that, you know, because it is a full-time job, yeah. you know, in the, the, I guess it's the summer months there. Um, are you going to be going around and, and working with that age group? And, and, yeah. And really so actually step one is most of April. That's what I'll be doing is working around to the States and going to identify up and coming talent, introduce myself to coaches, create those pathways, those bridges. Um, that's what I, that, you know, that's the necessary step right now. Lay the foundations. Um, we, you know, Thanks to the work of the people that are already there, Brendan Garlick at the AVA and all the other states that are doing their development stuff, um, we've got a pretty good idea of who we're working with. But I don't want I don't I think it's too important that we can let anybody fall through a crack. So we got to make sure that we're doing our due diligence to make sure that the athlete identification and the coach development is in place. Those are two of the big foundations for us to be successful beyond 32, not just at 32. So there's already really good things in place. I'm just trying to see you know how do I influence the situation to try and make it a little bit better? Mm-hmm. And so that's most of April. And then we'll get into our national team season, uh, getting ready for the, uh, AVC challenger in July. 
Yeah, that'll, that'll be the big one, eh? Because that's that first step of, of getting back into... Uh, VCC, yeah. and then VCC back into VNL, and there's some some steps that we've got to follow, but again, you just got to win matches. Yeah, and that, that, that Volleyball Challenger Cup is still... And you still got teams like Turkey and... And it's one match, right? It's yeah, like, you, match, you, yeah, yeah. It's, you're, it's win or go home. Yeah. So that's... We, yeah, we experienced that playing Korea, fifth set in Korea. Like, we... we, we it's painful uh, aware to us, so... Yeah, we, we, we know. Do you feel a, bit, a little bit better equipped having been around there and, and you know, been around the guys after, after one year? And I, 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 think, uh, I think I have a little bit better idea what I'm walking into. Um, I, I, you know, I still think that the challenges that we face are the challenges that we face, and I don't think we're able to solve all of them. Um, but I think, you know, I think as a national team coach, you got to win over – there's three wins you got to have, right? you got to win your team room. Uh, you got to win your boardroom. And you got to win the community. And I think those three wins for me are going to be really, really important. So uh, winning your team room is constant, right? You, you've you've got to make sure that you've got the trust uh, of the of the athletes and that, you know, the, the, the big rocks are in place. And I think, you know, the board, especially with the VA board, they're, they're very, very involved and, and, and very, very engaged and they want success out of that. So um, so I think it's really important that my communication of my vision to them is, is very clear and that they support it and that it's in line with what they want to see. So I think the Brisbane Olympics set that, you know, you know, that standard, but my vision to it is going to be really important for me to be able to articulate that to them and then make sure that it's aligned with how they want VA to, to deliver that. And then the community is what we have to do, right? We've got to we, we want a brand to make sure that the Volley Roos are well-known outside of just the AIS and, and where we train. we got to continue to build that brand and continue to um, increase the corporate world uh, support behind us. And, and the, you know, the, the Australian fan is fanatical. Like, they love their sports. Mm-hmm. It is. That's the one thing I think I picked up more than anything. Like, I thought as Canadians, you know, you like hockey and – you know, it is, it's awesome. Like, if you're involved in sport and you're involved in Australian sport, it's amazing. You Absolutely You even amazing. say Australia. Like you, Australia. You, yeah, you, you say you, you're, you're not, uh, you know, hinging on that L there. You, you take it out completely, add, add in the Y. I've, uh, I've had good tutorship on yeah, that one. So, yeah. how, how do you look in green and yellow? That's that's what I that's what I want to know. They put, I was in blue last year, so oh, okay. that was I think they're just transitioning me in. But uh, green has been my favorite color. So um, oh really? Yeah. Oh okay. yeah. yeah. Well, maybe maybe you can go coach at Trent or something if you ever come back. <laughs> <laughs> UFE out out, out out on the on uh, the those coach. programs are well taken care of. They don't need me. Oh, I mean, I'm sure, and I'm sure any program would 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 be would be happy to uh, to, to take but, you uh, on. So I, I'm hoping to look better in gold than green. Yeah, well, I, I guess I guess we'll have to see. You know, I, I'm so used to seeing you in maroon that it's, yeah. uh, you know, th- those those dark colors. They, yeah. they they fit your complexion well. Oh, so that's just the red coming out of my face. <laughs> Even more so when yeah. uh, when you're a little behind in the match, eh? Yeah, a little bit, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Five zero to York in the semifinal probably wasn't the. I got a little bit red there, so. Okay. Now, uh, will your wife be coming with you to, uh, or no. are they, she's there, the family's staying uh, here? And, yeah, right now. Um, so that's, that's a little um, up in the air as well because my oldest is at Western studying. Okay. Uh, she's studying health science there. And my youngest, 
uh, getting a little shout out to her right now, but uh, she was just accepted to uh, the Toronto School of Dance and Theater. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah, and she's really, really jacked about TTDT. That. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that, that's my, my, my partner. She's in the dance world. Oh. Uh, yeah, so she's she's a dancer. We're bonding here. Yeah, there, there we go. So, yeah, yeah she was just accepted. and uh, down, and the, down the street from my house. Regent Park. Yeah. 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 So, um, so, yeah, she's uh, she was originally toying with the idea of coming over with me and um, and seeing what was going to happen there. And because there's a couple schools in Melbourne and Adelaide and, and that, that had pretty good dance programs. But when she got accepted to this, she's like, I, I'm doing this. I'm like, yeah, you are. Yeah. So uh, so my wife is going to stay local um, and try and bridge the gap between the two girls. And at some point on my path, their path will change as well. But I think. As parents, we really want our children to have a foundation, a base that if, you know, maybe it's not going all that great and you need a little bit of home cooking, uh, it's not in Canberra. It's, yeah. Uh, so, so that's going to be a little bit challenging for our family dynamic. We recognize that, but we knew when we were making this decision that it was going to be the case. But, uh, yeah, Gloria's going to stay. Uh, Gabber's going to, uh, to Toronto School of Dance and Theatre and Western's uh, got... Uh, Grace wrapped up in her health science program. So, uh, but I know that uh, our our dynamic will continue, even if it is from afar. And it sounds like it was very much a family decision for you to to go. You know, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, I, there's no way that this one got made in isolation. Yeah, I'm sure they're 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 not uh, hating the fact that they get to go visit you in Australia either too. Especially. It's been mentioned. Yeah, yeah Gold Coast for uh, vacation probably wasn't the. Yeah, uh, a, a, a bad thing. Yeah, depths of you know March break next year, depths of <laughs> reading week, whatever it is, depths of yeah. winter here in, yeah. in Canada as it keeps coming down on us. They get to go <laughs> hang out in Australia in the yeah. in the the height of their summer. That's 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 not too that's not too bad. Yeah. Um, are we going to see any you know links between Canadian volleyball and Australian volleyball? Are you going to try to? I think they're already there. Yeah. Um, there's just the the NCAA and the, obviously the U Sports and CCAA are heavily woven into the. F- to the athlete um, delivery model there mm-hmm. already. Like we've got a lot of Australian guys that are playing in Canada and NCAA. So I think that's already the case. Um, I, I, you know, I'm not going to deny the fact that a lot of coaches have said, Hey coach, if you need somebody, you got to come, like, come on over you know, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll put you to work. Um, it's just, it's not a place you go for the weekend, right? It's a little, little further than that. So, um, but, uh, yeah, you know, I, I think no matter where I am, you know, Australia or, or otherwise, we'll want to leverage some of those relationships that I've made in the past with other NCAA coaches or other Canadian coaches. And, you know, I'm not silly enough to think that I have all the answers. So when you can lean on some of those resources of people that have been there in the past, like a guy like Alan Knipe, you know, when he was down here and, and with Long Beach, I, I took him out for dinner and peppered him with questions of hey what do i need to know T- mm-hmm. tell me what i'm missing here yeah. um and he's so gracious with his time and, and he, so he's the guy who's been there too he's coached absolutely at the Olympics, absolutely he, with, with team USA, so, that, so so leveraging those relationships is going to be really important for me and, and making sure that you know we do have athletes from australia that need to get over here to go to school and continue to develop that we place them with really great coaches and really great programs and, and so I mean, once again, Grant has already done such a good job. Absolutely, and, and yeah. James th- Weir. And yeah, and yeah, Paul Sanderson. Yeah. I mean, Calgary with Hamish. 
Hazelden and yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so just the, the list goes on of absolutely. quality Australian players who have come and played. I mean, yeah. you know, Paul Carroll, who's one of the the biggest program players yeah. who have come come that program, played down at Pepperdine. Yeah, yeah. It was Pe- yeah. Pepperdine, yeah. Pepperdine for for years. So yep. it's uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's it it is part of the development program. It's in their pathway. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think. Along with that, we're going to need a domestic option so that if an athlete chooses not to pursue that route, there's still a route to get to the international level. Um, but I do think that given the circumstances of where they're at, the NCAA and the U Sports um, model, it, it is part of that pathway. So we're going to have to make sure we're, we continue that. Yeah, basically what he's saying is that we're going to see a lot of Australians wearing maroon in the next in the next uh, five years uh, or so. Yeah, it's the, the it's the international student in Ontario that's a challenge. Oh, so. that yeah, it, it, yeah. it is a it is a challenge. I've yeah. I've heard some of it compared to what you've got uh, out west and and stuff like that. So it's, that's a, that's the truth. That's it's it's a little difficult. Bring it bring it back here. Um, is there anyone? who you looked up to and, and that you've relied on uh, throughout your time, like, like externally, you know, uh, you know, for, for me, like maybe Brenda, someone like Brenda okay. Willis, who, you know, you guys had so many great battles against mm. year, years after years. Is, is there anyone that, that, that you look at within, within the OUA or within Canada that you, you look at and be like, you know, this person helped me raise my level. This person helped yeah. me, you know, ach- achieve to where I am now. Yeah, I don't know how much more time you have, but we could go on and on for that one. Um, I think there were a number of people at different stages of my career that filled that role. Um, when I first came in, it was Greg Ryan at Calgary. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and um, for some reason, I don't know why, but he and I had a relatively decent connection. Maybe he just felt sorry for this young guy who's taken over a program. And But Greg and I had a good working relationship and I benefited tremendously from the exposure that he allowed us to, to benefit from through the old Dino cup and, and other things. And then, and then sticking on Calgary since that time with Rod Durant, he and I have had a really good working relationship where I really benefited from him spending some time on the golf course with him and just able to pick his brain and, seeing what kind like he's just so successful he gets his teams so ready at the right times all the time look at this year exactly right so So, no one saw calgary come in the upset i think i think uh rod did so but um and then you know obviously there was other guys that you know like um you know garth garth pishke would be at the top of that list providing a a young up-and-coming coach an opportunity to work with the olympic team and 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 benefit from one of the most successful that's ever done, ever played and coached in the game, you know I I I can't thank Garth enough for the opportunities that he provided me and the and the opportunity to benefit from his wisdom. Um, Terry Daniluk and I have had really good relationships throughout the years. We got to work at the World Championships together in Argentina, um, and been able to pick his brain and and get out to the, you know the the Can Am event that he ran and. And, um, you know, and, you know, Benjo, up until the time I took the Australia job, Benjo and I were working with Team Canada together. So we had some really good battles from him and just the way he thinks about the game and listening to him, you know, it, it, it was awesome. You know, we probably came out on the short end of most of those, but, uh, I wouldn't say so on the, the learning side of it. Um, 
and you know, there's other guys like when I was coaching Team Ontario, Hernan Humania, like oh. like just legend. one of yeah, like legend doesn't even scratch the surface for him, and probably told me one of the best coaching pieces of advice I'd ever got is he's like some he's in, in his Hernan way. Sometimes you look so serious, right? And I, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, but you have a good sense of humor. You get, you've got to use that to your advantage. I'm like, yeah. He's like, just be you. Just don't try and coach like somebody else. Just be you. I'm like, wow, how prophetic is that? And I think for the younger, my younger career, I was maybe trying to do that. Like, you see all these really successful coaches, and like, I guess that's the way it's got to be done. Mm -hmm. And then at some point realizing – I got to do this my way and, and you, you learn to do it. And so I think I thank for Hernan for that. Hernan has just such a, an ability when he talks to you, just make you feel like you're the only person in the world in, the, in that moment. Trez Quigley, same way. Oh, really? Unbelievable. Yeah. No matter, you could be in a room full of a thousand and you always felt like you were the most important person in the world to her at that moment. Those, that never gets lost on me. I, I always have to, Re bring myself back to like hey this is important mm -hmm. when an athlete needs your time they need your time right you yeah don't be don't have your head somewhere else when you're trying to coach yeah. so how how hard is it that to to to, to maintain that because i'm sure throughout you know f not only like from season to season like throughout a season day to day you know you go in and out of thinking about a million different things and how to run a program and how how are you able to keep level-headed to to remember that continuously? Yeah, um, it, challenging for sure, especially for me because I can get so dialed into something. And uh, when it, when an athlete comes to me and and I've got my head into whatever I've been doing, I've got to be able to flick the switch right away and like, okay, you know. And I think I picked this up from Lou Holtz was W I N. Right. What's important now? And when that athlete comes to you or a coach comes to you or something, that's really important to them. Mm. And so I've got to be able to flip that switch quickly and then get back to what I was doing. So does it come naturally for me? It's probably easier now. Um, maybe when I wasn't as experienced, I would have, you know, maybe handled things different. But now, like, if it's important enough for them to connect with you it's important enough for you to drop what you're doing and connect with them and so i think that's that's kind of how i view it so i think it's easier now um but for an old guy sometimes you're like oh what was i doing right? and you got to get back so so there's been a couple times where i'm like hey can you just give me a minute i just i'm just let me just finish this up and then we're gonna right but that minute can't turn into two or you've got to deal with the immediacy of what they want to connect with you. And I find in today's day and athlete, it's even more so. Yeah, and I, yeah. I bet. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure everyone knows about how, everyone talks about how kids have changed and athletes have changed. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, it's, has, is that, like, how, how aware have you been about that? You know, I'm oh, sure at the beginning of your career, daily. it was, yeah. it, It's, honestly, you know, and everybody says, oh, COVID changed people, COVID changed people. And I'm like, I don't know if I was a skeptic on that or not, or... COVID's changed people. Oh, yeah. It changed me. Mm -hmm. it, it for sure changed me. So I think about things differently than I used to, right? Like, um, so, yeah, it has changed people. But um, I think it's really important that we 
recognize that and that we continue to change, right? We won't always be like this. Will it go back to the way it was? I doubt it. Mm-hmm. Nothing ever has. But what, how is this good? It won't always be like this. So how do we make it better? Can, uh, this might be tough, but is there one athlete that you will remember as, like, do you have a favorite athlete? No. No, eh? And that's an impossible, that's an impossible Um, question to answer, really. There's different people for different reasons. Mm. Um, Because, you know, like, there's, I'll go back to Paul Durden. I coached him in high school. Oh, really? Before he was Paul Durden. Before he was Paul Durden, wow. He was Oak Ridge Paul Durden, um, grade 12 middle blocker. And so, yeah, Paul and I still to this day have a tremendous relationship. Um, And I'm really, really thankful for that because he basically just put his blind faith in me as a young guy. And and then he had a whole bunch of other people around him. But, yeah, our our careers kind of parallel each other for a little while. So... I would say Paul would be up there. Um, I would say, um, obviously, Steve Marr from McMaster, Danny, that group, um, from a pure volleyball perspective. Um, Tyler Santoni from a leadership perspective. Mm. Uh, you know, he's he came to the U of T match. Uh, couple weeks ago and we got to catch up a little bit and like though th- th- so there's you know so many different people for some par- parish offer um like i i could go on and on and go down the list and tell you why every one of the athletes who i've ever coached was important to me is because they made me better right i i had to be a better person to make sure that i was coaching them better uh, paul herkel peter herkel um Brendan Dennis, uh, like uh, all, okay. I, I could continue on and on and on about the impact that my athletes have had on me and the coaches that I worked with. But um, so to try and single out a, uh, one, they're they're just so they're all just so different, and they res- it, their relationships resonated with me uh, also differently, mm-hmm. and I'm thankful for all of them. It's almost like asking a pianist, you know, what's your favorite key on the board? You know, yeah. it's, it's, uh, that's yeah. not, that's not going to happen. I've been, there's been a lot of keys. Yeah, 30 sure. years of coaching collegiate ball. Right. I was at Western for nine before I was here. I always forget about that. I mean, yeah. that's what's what, 30 my, years. Yeah. I started when I was 24 years old. So like, that's a long time, man. When, when did you make that decision that, you know, like I want to be a volleyball coach like that? As soon as I was told I couldn't jump. <laughs> I'm like, I'm too competitive. I can't jump. Uh, I could talk, but I couldn't jump. Um, I always knew as a player that my strength was my head. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I didn't know what that meant, but I, I thought about the game differently. I just watched the Wilt Chamberlain, uh, or sorry, the, uh, it wasn't Wilt Chamberlain. It was the, um, the Netflix series on uh, Bill Russell. They were talking about him and Wilt Chamberlain, but they had the Netflix series on Bill Russell. And Bill said he didn't realize uh, how good he was until he started to imagine plays in his head. Oh. Right? I'm like, yeah, that's what happens. And that's exactly, uh, it's all, uh, listening to him articulate it, I'm like, 
ding, 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 ding. Right. And so I'm today years old when I realize that. That's yeah. It's um, even after three years, still but learning. Yeah. Uh, so that that's been kind of pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I I knew as a player like I was at Western for a cup of coffee, and you could say that I played there, but I didn't really play there. I got to wear a uniform, and I'm forever grateful for that. And then they hired me as soon as I was graduated out of there. So, um, so yeah, that was kind of cool. But uh, Vaughn Peckham was probably the most influential in that part of my life, and and quite honestly, one of those guys that has, you know, you you look back with the Hernandez and Vaughn's close to the top of that list, if not at the top and the influence he had on me as an athlete and then as a coach. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that was, that was pretty cool. Do you have a favorite moment? As, an, as a coach? Yeah. Um, I guess because it's so recent, playing Brazil in Brazil – First international VNL match. Wow, that's a uh, that one will go down. That's a that's a welcome to the show moment for sure. Yeah, didn't really like the result, <laughs> um, but uh, because that one was fresh, um, I think that was definitely something. Um, I think winning Offsa in 1992. With that group, Paul Durden's group, was a pretty cool one because high school volleyball is pretty pure, right? You don't get to recruit. You I, just I love high school volleyball. Right? You just you, you get what you get, and you don't get upset. Like mm-hmm. that's that's just how it is. Yeah. So there's no recruiting. There's no. You just make them better. Yeah. Just make them better. And so winning off the '92 was pretty cool. Um, first OUA championship here was pretty cool. Um, U Sports Championships, that that those Burridge moments, those are pretty cool. Um, so yeah, there's 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 a few of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've I've been blessed. I have, I think it's awesome in your career when you can't pick one. <laughs> I'm 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 very grateful for that. Yeah. That I've had a career long enough, and perceived successful enough that I couldn't pick a favorite. I mean, hopefully the best is yet to come. Hopefully that's, you know, coaching. I'm not sure if that was cliche. That was one of the first things that went through my head, but I'm like, I'll tell you in a couple of weeks, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I, again, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to get um, uh, overcome by that. I do think it's important that these guys understand how to prepare for a championship and challenge for one, but we'll, we'll see where that falls. You know, have you have you thought about that moment that no, like you know, no matter what what side it falls on that 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 final whistle, the ball falls, whatever it may be. Have you thought about what that final moment is 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 going to feel like? Yeah, I got asked that in an interview a couple of weeks ago, and it kind of choked me up a little bit. But uh, yeah, I think that word's going to be joy. I, I I do. I think I think that's what it's going to feel like, win, lose, or otherwise. Um, you know, obviously we all hope that it goes the way we we would like it to, but. Yeah, I think the, the joy will be, you know, just looking back on all of this and just going, yeah, you know what? That's why we came here. That's why we came here. Do you ever just, you know, we've talked about the birds so much, but, you know, for me, one of my favorite places is like an empty gym. 
and just and luckily I've been able to be in a lot of empty gyms, you know, editing video and, and interviews and stuff like that late at night. But is that something you ever, as as you walk into the Drip Burridge, you know, for your last few weeks here, is that something that you you relish every time you you walk in there? Yeah, I got a picture of it on my phone. Okay. Um, I came in. I can't remember what it was for. Maybe it was a high school tournament or something. And the lights were off, and there was just a you know a, a little bit of a a faint light from the mezzanine shining in so you could just kind of see it and everything was quiet and i'm like hmm this is the office it's a pretty cool office and uh thankfully ais is very similar and so um so yeah i got a, a new office to go to but yeah it's uh it, it is kind of cool i am a little bit nostalgic that way yeah i, I bet is that you know is that something that you're almost like looking forward to in the future coming back to it you know um, I don't, I don't know about looking back on, you know, or coming back to mm -hmm. anything. I, we'll be moving forward, but um, it's as I say, I'll, I'll be leaving the position, but I get to take all those memories with me. I don't have to erase that picture off my phone. I'm, I'm yeah. good with that, right? So, um, I'll, I'll look back on that fondly for sure. Mm -hmm. If my face won't be smiling, my heart will be. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. And I mean, yeah. it's so tough to to win a national championship mm -hmm. as, as 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 we know. And yeah, it's it's not for some. Not for some. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, man, when you, you and I mean, I remember talking to Benjo last year, uh, right before VNL. Yeah, he's got it down to a science. Yeah, and uh, he he talked about how excited he was in those those how how much time you guys spent, you know, potentially like setting it up to to, to be able to work together. And yeah. I just think of that possibility of looking at the bench and seeing Benjo and you and possibly Brock all together. That would have been, I feel like that would have been something. I got to tell you, I, you know, and I, I got to thank him for this too. Cause just before I took that Australia job, we used to uh, have phone calls on Mondays mm -hmm. and uh, every Monday we'd get on there and it'd be six or seven of us and his, and, and, of, of coaches that he had assembled and they were only scheduled to go for an hour. Right, we were only supposed to have an hour. There's no right? way. Oh. There's no way. There were times where I'd leave here at like 8.30 at night. <laughs> and I'm like, that was a four and a half hour phone call. And we, we would just talk. And we would talk about systems. And we'd talk about, like, it, was just, it was like we're talking right now. I'm like, man, you can't get enough of this. Like, I, I couldn't get it. Like, it was unbelievable. And just experiencing, you know, his wisdom and, and other people on the call of just like, you know what? I've never thought about that way. I do it this way. They talk about it this way. The, the, the end game is probably the same, but that language or that approach or I'm like, man, this is just so exciting. It, it was really, really cool. So I'll, I'll never forget those one hour Zoom calls that turned into three and a half, four hours. Oh, yeah. And guys would drop off. They're like, I got to go eat dinner. And, yeah. uh, and I get, and then there'd end up being two or three of us that would just coffee chat like this for, for hours. Man, that must have been something special. Just the greatest minds of volleyball, Canadian volleyball all coming uh -huh. together to, to, to build something. It's, uh -huh. mm. I don't want to get into that, but that kind of makes me feel like, oh, man, what, what, what could have been? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be something special, especially like, you know, from an outsider's perspective, it, it seems that there's such a big rivalry there, you know, especially, you know, the, the other person that he goes to is Brock and, mm. and everyone knows that the rivalry between Trinity and, and Alberta. I mean, I remember Benjo talking, it was like the fall of 2011 before they won that national championship at Queens back in 2012. Um, and he, he was doing a seminar and he goes, you know, 
we like Alberta is the best team in the country. They've been the best co- team in the country for X amount of years. So we built our system to to beat Alberta. Um, and there was just that you know endless respect, but you know mm-hmm. it, it goes so much past that as well. Yeah, yeah, and I I think that's the beauty of sport when you know you can have that level of competitiveness as well as level of humanization to it. Right, we're still at the end of it. We're still just guys that are doing this to feed our families and raise children, and right, it's it's what we do. So um, yeah, I I think that is one of the beauties of sport is you can be that competitive with somebody and still have that level of respect with somebody. Yeah. And how lucky do you feel that this is, this is your job and you know, yeah. you're, you're that passionate about, you know, not many people get to say that. A reporter once said, I'm a philosopher in track pants. <laughs> so I uh, that was kind of, I think that's a, like, that's an apt description I, of a coach. I, you know, I didn't realize until he said it. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of, because at the end of the day, there's not much, there's you, all you have to to you know give is your ideas. Yeah, you know, and and, well, your, and your time and your love. And thirty years of plan or thirty years of coaching, I never scored a point. So you nope. can talk about all the championships they've won and other. I ain't got one point. Yeah. So we we, we we call on, we call that point after a timeout a coach's point. But yeah, you're, you're not the out truth there is the ball. yeah exactly right. So we I still ain't scored one point. Do you think you could have in these in the today's game? You think you could you could at your peak? I could get one. Yeah, you could get one baseline float serve, for sure. Wipe off the block. No problem. Yeah. Set or dump. Set or dump. <laughs> <laughs> Are we talking like oh, above no, the shoulder? No, no, just a straight. No, the old two hander. Oh, the, just yeah. the, just I, the, the two hander. I can't jump, man. Come okay. on, I gotta, somehow I got to get out of there. So yeah. Have yeah. you ever thought about coaching pro? Was that ever a a, a thing or? Uh it, it has it crossed my mind. I've had opportunities presented to me. It just never really fit for me. So is it on the bucket list? Uh, not right now. Uh, I've got my, be my, tough, bu- yeah. my buckets full right now. Um, you know, w- would I later on? I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. But um, I, I have a, a little bit of a issue with the semantics around that because, quite honestly, Coaching pro or being a professional coach, right? There two. I think I've been a professional coach for thirty years. There's no doubt about that. So yeah. whether you're coaching pro athletes or being a professional coach, so I don't. That's not really, you know, it, it's not a differentiator for me, right? Do I want to be a coach as a profession? Yes, I am, and I do it. I treat this job very professionally. Sometimes probably too much so. Um, so. Um, but I'm, I'm really excited about the challenge that I have right now with Australia and, and uh, opportunities that it's presenting. Um, so I'm not really looking for something else. I, I, I've, I like what the project that we're about to jump mm-hmm. both feet into. I've, I've had that conversation with athletes, actually, how they, they go overseas and they have this idea of what professional volleyball is mm. and being a pro is. And then yeah. they get there and they're like, well, the facilities are nowhere near as nice. Yeah. You know, I don't have the support around me in terms of, you know, all of the staff and whatnot. And then my coach is, is nowhere near as good of, as, as my coach. You know, if, if we had had, you know, I'm sure if we had a professional league here in Canada, you'd still be amongst the best of, of those within, within the league here. Yeah. But because, you know, we don't have that opportunity, it's there, that really that, that highest level that you contain is you're at it. So there's, yeah. there's no doubt in my mind. That and I'm very grateful for that. I, I am. But, uh, yeah, I, you know, I think we've treated our program in a professional manner for as long as I've been here. Um, so, and I think our, our student athletes understand that. 
there's just an academic there's an additional level level here where we had to layer on an academic component to it mm. so, are you going to continue following mcmaster volleyball oh, you know, even next year 100 percent. hop on oua tv yeah, I did, and I, you, you can take the, the boy out of the position but um, can't you take the boy out of burridge yeah. but you can't take the birds out of the boy correct yeah yeah so uh, no for sure and uh yeah i'm looking forward to all the things that these young men and and the men that come after them will be able to accomplish do you ever think you're going to get to sit in the stands and watch a McMaster men's volleyball match? I hope so. How, that would how, be pretty cool. How, how would that feel? Yeah. Have, you ever, have you never, I bet you you've never done that. Like obviously women's matches before. I missed a match during COVID. I had to watch a couple on TV, right? Okay. I, yeah. I think we played Guelph and uh, I had to watch it from, that was not a fun experience for me. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, um, that's one where the wife and kids were staying far away from you. They got out of the house. They're like we're going to leave dad alone here. Uh, um, yeah, that would be a cool experience. That would be. Uh, hopefully, I have that chance, mm-hmm. and I'll be able to tell you about it. Yeah, for sure. Well, and you know, that's is that is that one where you're sitting there with the hood up, hoping no one recognizes no way, man. you. I'll have you, those big or, clappers. Or are you and holding court? Uh, you know, right behind uh, the vuvuzelas <laughs> and everything else. Yeah. Actually, no, you're gonna be up. T- I know you'll be up top in the beer in the beer garden up there. That's Ooh. that's that's Ooh. where you're. Never be. thought about that. Yeah. That's a good point. Up with the rest of our alumni. Yeah, that's that, that's going to be good. I mean, I'm yeah. sure they're going to be here in droves. Yeah. You know, I'm sure they'll be coming in from from far and wide. I hope so. And uh, yeah, I I'm, hope so. I'm sure this this national championship will be will be a, a special one. If you had one word, of, not maybe a word, but if you had one one thing to tell whoever comes next. Um, which, by the way, do you know who's? Do you have a? Do you have a little no, insight no. on that? Is no. that is that within no, your? No, I, that, that, I don't think that process even starts until I'm done. Okay, fair so, enough. Yeah. So, if you have one one thing to say to, to whoever comes next, what 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 would that be? Um, I think I would probably tell them exactly what I tell our student athletes: is just leave it better than you found it. All right, like just leave it better than you found it. It's gonna, that's going to be a tall order for whoever comes next. Yeah, but, you know, what, what, what does that look like? You, 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 we can define that in a lot of different ways. But, yeah, I just, just leave it better than you found it. Right? I, I think that goes with relationships. It goes with um, this, this, the state of the gym when you leave it. You know, don't leave stuff laying around. And just, just leave it better than you found it. And I think if we can, if everybody could adhere to that, I think we'd be in a pretty good spot. So I think that next coach would be just fine. I'm, I'm, I'm sure they will. But, uh, you know, as you said, building it on, on the, the shoulders of giants, whoever, whoever has to come next uh, better not be scared of heights <laughs> because uh, oh, they, they've, got, they've got to build something on, you know, one of the best to have ever done it. Thanks, man. So, and uh, I'm, I'm personally sad to see you leave. I'm and like sad and happy. I'm, I'm absolutely ecstatic. You're getting the opportunity that you are. Thanks. Uh, I think you deserve it. Far. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what deserve means. I don't. I don't like that word. But I, thanks. I, 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 I know what you mean. Yeah. I use earned all the time. There we go. That's yeah. much better. I, yeah. I think you've earned it. Yeah. And I think you earned it. Maybe a, a, it's been a while now that that, that yeah. you've done so. But uh, like, there's going to be a big hole to fill now in Ontario and Canadian volleyball, and. Uh, I'm excited for whoever gets that opportunity to, nice. to, to step in, um, but it's 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 going to be a large hole. No. and uh, I appreciate that. I, I think they'll be just fine. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think there's great coaches who have great intentions and great ideas. Uh, and, uh, heck if I can do it, somebody else can too. Yeah. So I'm at what most I'm going to be, I'm going to miss, you know, these things like these chats. Yeah. I'm going to miss talking to you after matches. Well, we can do it over the internet. That, you know what? I, I as will long as you can handle the 16-hour time change, we're going to be Hey, you know what? I, I don't mind sitting up a little late as long as I, we have a few wiggly pops uh, to, to, to get us going. And uh, By then, I'll be talking different. Good eye, mate. Just adopt the full-on full accent. <laughs> that, that would be great. You know, just just to make sure just to make sure your guys under understand you. But exactly. I know I think we're gonna have to, especially this summer. You know, when you're whether whether you're gearing up for a Asian Challenger or v v VCC, I definitely think I'll have to have you back on just to chat about. Happy chat, to chat about again. It. I'm leaving a position, but I'm not leaving the people. Yeah, that's uh, that's fantastic. So, will we ever see you um, at Madawaska again? That that might uh, that might be a tough one, it's, right? Yeah, because just because of the international season schedule, right? It's yeah. just so difficult that time of year. So there's so many things going on in August. That's why I had to take such a big hiatus. Yeah, well, I, that's throughout. you know same with me. Yeah. I, I would love to go. I was talking to uh, Dan Pearson Hops. Oh yeah. Uh, about it actually at the LBSU game here. Okay. And he was like, "Yeah, we need to have you back." And I was just like, "Oh man, I'd love to." But that's the North Seeker Championships. Exactly. Is, the timing is, is just so tough. Is right that's then, including the beach, right? Yeah. With beach and indoor. And no seasons colliding, for you it's going to be impossible. Yeah, yeah exactly. This is a it's a it's a full time job that doesn't pay like a job. So <laughs> <laughs> true. true. Well, well, coach, I don't know what time it is, but I'm, I'm sure we're we're, okay. we're we're getting close to okay. uh, what time you need to go. Let me check here. Yeah, it's one thirty. It's one twenty eight. So you you said you said you had between noon and and one thirty. So we're we're coming up there. We're but, good, man. As but, I said, I could do this forever. So. I know, but hey, I just want to once again thank thanks for taking the time, thanks for everything over the years. Ah, um, right back at you. Thank I don't you. know if I'll I, I don't know if I'll be able to be there on uh, Saturday for uh, OUAs just because uh, men's CCAA's are going to be going yeah, on at Humber. Yeah, I talked to Wayne yet. So you know, un unfortunately, I think a national championship. Super, I hear you. Super seeds. Good a, luck a, to a, them too. That's awesome. Yeah, it should be. It should be a good one. I I love CCAA ball mm -hmm. as a a yeah. product of CCAA as a, as a player and a coach. I I, I love it, mm -hmm. um, and it's going to be a fun one. But I will I'll be here the entire look time. Forward to, look forward to seeing you here on the on the seventeenth. Yeah, St. Patty's Day. Make sure you wear your green pants. Oh, that they, they'll they'll be on. Oh, actually, I'll be here on the sixteenth too. Oh, okay. Well, we'll be, I'll be here for 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 media day, uh, and uh, we'll we'll have much more of a. Of a, a talk about volleyball chat uh, next. Don't be surprised if I'm in game mode. Oh, that's that's I, that's what I, ex uh, I expect. Hey, you ain't gonna get this. No, I, I, absolutely. <laughs> this this is exactly why I wanted to have this chat beforehand because yeah. we've had a few. Yeah, you got me on a Monday afternoon just about to walk into debrief. So yeah, exactly. That's that's yeah. I think that's you the didn't get me Saturday evening. No, I've I've had a few of those, and yeah. there's there's been a few. I remember especially early on, you know. Where like I'd come in and be like, oh man, I can't wait to see Dave. You know, we had such good chats at Madawaska this summer, and then, yeah, and I was just like, oh, is he mad at me? Like, did I did I do something? Did I say something about? Sorry, him? man. But, uh, I offer everybody an apology the same way, but when I go in, it's just, I just get that death stare, and yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully, uh, regardless, maybe we can grab a drink or something uh, on the 19th afterwards, and we'll see how uh, see how it goes. Just one. Just one. Just one. I'll have a coffee. Thanks, Everett. Thank you so much. Well. And thanks for the exposure you're giving to our great sport. No worries. Love yeah. it. I, it's because of, you know, you say that you do it, but you coach because of the people, and I do yeah. it. Yeah. It's because of the people. The oh, people that cool. I've, I've, had to, I've gotten to meet and the experience that I've had to ha gotten to have and the conversations I've been able to have 
with people like yourself over the years. It's it's crazy to think that like I've been doing it now for for a decade. We yeah. appreciate it. Thank uh, you. Appreciate you. Well, best of luck this weekend. Thanks, best man. of luck next week. And Be good. Thanks a lot, guys. Ciao.